Hey guys, a little bit of a cold open for the start of this episode. We did lose a little bit of audio towards the end of the episode when we were talking to Cameron about Overwatch League Finals, but Sheridan edited together his bits and it sounds great, so enjoy the episode. everybody and welcome to Garnet and Gold Gaming, GG Gaming, the esports at FSU podcast. Uh, and I'm Ziva, one of your hosts, and we've here got Austin, one of your other hosts. Howdy! Howdy! <laughs> He's here bringing the country twang to our uh, our esports podcast. Um, how was your How was your week, Austin? Um, week wasn't too terribly bad. Um, I guess we sort of ended last week going to Gatorland, so we'll talk about that Ooh. further along into the podcast. That's some but exciting news for Personally, that. <laughs> I had like three tests this week yeah. in three different classes, and I wasn't quite happy about that, but other than that, I'm doing good. How are you, Ziva? I'm doing great. I also had a few exams, got my grades back, did pretty well, so we're happy with that. But uh, I think it's time to get on into the podcast. Um, first off, we are going to DreamHack in November, and a very important thing, we have a discount code if you would like to go and you would like to get tickets, use the discount code ESPORTSFSU at checkout, and that might get us some really cool swag, maybe some free tickets, and also you get 10% off of your tickets, so that's pretty dang cool. Yeah, it's it's a win-win for you and for us. You get 10%, we get some cool stuff, so... Please consider using esports at FSU at checkout if you're buying some DreamHack tickets online. Um, DreamHack is amazing. I went last year with everybody from the club. It was an amazing experience. I got to play Clash Royale on stage. That's pretty sweet, um, yeah. <laughs> I had never played the game until that day. I got destroyed, like completely wrecked. But you know mm -hmm. what? I did great, and they uh, complimented my headshot. Uh, not like headshot is in like a shot of the head, but like a picture of me because okay. apparently I was photogenic. So <laughs> that was my win. Important distinction when it comes Very, to gaming. <laughs> when it comes to gaming, that's a pretty important distinction. But it was a lot of fun. So you should definitely consider going to DreamHack. It's in Atlanta, hence DreamHack Atlanta. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we're gonna move on to our next news, which is our LAN event. Yeah, oh FSU is having its own LAN events gonna be November 9th through 10th. We have two games confirmed to be at that LAN event right now. Those games are League of Legends and the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. We're gonna be running tournaments for both. It's gonna be a great time. And if you wanna to come to this LAN event, we should be having registration open at some point in the near future. More news on that to come. Yes, and it will be in the Union Ballroom. So this is going to be a pretty big event. If you don't know, the Union Ballrooms are pretty large. I think they hold a few hundred people, maybe like, what, 900? Something so? like that, yeah it's, yeah. it's pretty big, so we're expecting a huge turnout for that event. Yes, yeah. and if you want more information on that, or if you want to help us with any... Uh, suggestions or anything uh join our discord server we have a link to the discord server for the land event it's a little bit of a, a hike there but uh, we'd mm -hmm. love any suggestions for games uh you know any suggestions for events so uh yeah if the more you help us the better it'll be so definitely give us your input yeah i'm trying to play hearthstone at this land event so if you could join our discord server and just like suggest hearthstone for me that'd be <laughs> excellent because i am trying to beat some people at hearthstone at this event he wants you to come and play hearthstone so that he can beat you yeah i mean i mean i'm actually really bad at hearthstone you can come and get an easy win if you, you just yeah oh, no. i swear 
All right. <laughs> so we're going to move now on to some esports and gaming news. I'm very excited. There are so many news this week. Oh, my gosh. First of all, much Fortnite. News. Yes, mm-hmm. much news. Fortnite. There's the V10... Uh, v.10.40 update. I don't really know how to say that. Whatever. Um, The matchmaking system has been fixed, so players will be placed with other players of similar skill levels. I know that was a qualm that everybody had with the game, that you would join a game and be placed against somebody who streams it and is a pro, and you would immediately get clapped. So um, it should make the game more playable for casual and beginner players, and it'll slowly be rolled out of all regions as it's tested. So basically, it'll uh, kind of see how you play and put you against people who play at a similar level so that you're no longer getting placed with people who are either worse or better than you. Uh, And they also added bots. And by bots, they don't mean terrible players. They mean actual (laughs) robots um, that play much like normal Fortnite players. And uh, they will not be in competitive play. This will just be for the regular play. And the better you get, the fewer bots you'll get in your games. So just get good. (laughs) Yeah, I am actually a really big fan of this update. Because, like, a lot of times, it doesn't matter, the game, but it's just, like, there's too high a skill cap for just starting out players. Mm-hmm. No, so this definitely. makes it a lot easier for new players to play yeah. Fortnite, it's for sure. definitely more approachable. Yeah. And I think I might actually start playing it again, because that was my biggest issue with it, is that I would just not even get to, like, play. You would just get in and immediately be dead, and it sucks. So, pretty excited. Yeah. Should be fun. Should be good. All right, now on to our next news... And of course, if it's me, we're talking about Hearthstone. You know me. So we had a new announcement that just dropped like a, a day before this went. This was recorded, like really hot off the presses news. Uh, Hearthstone is going to be bringing back 23 cards from the wild format into standard. Ragnaros, ye old Ragnaros, one of the best cards in Hearthstone, in my opinion, and Nazoth, a real good, real big legendary, are both confirmed to be brought back, but there's 23 tar- cards total that are coming back to standard from wild that we have yet to be announced. These, they're sort of like postponing the news. They're just like, here's some hype, and um, we're going to oh. tell you more about that October 4th. They're giving so. you little nuggets? Yeah, just a little... <laughs> you excited? Little nugget of hope on that one, I guess. So it's like, it's, it should be pretty fun, and there'll be n- more news to come on this on October 4th. And then there's also a new thing that's going to go live with this update whenever they release the mm-hmm. new card or old cards i guess um if you have a thousand wins with a specific hero so if you have a thousand wins with mage or hunter or whatever you get a new hero portrait this is something that like people have been asking for just like sort of like recognition where it's like oh i'm queuing someone on ladder right and you can tell that oh this guy's really good he has a thousand wins with his mage or whatever oh okay so yeah it's sort of like a thing so okay so that's some exciting hearthstone news to stay in the blizzard realm we're gonna dive into some overwatch news now there is a lot of this and we are probably gonna talk about this for a while because there's a lot um Mm -hmm. first of all overwatch league grand finals are this sunday at 3 p.m eastern so excited i'm really really (laughs) excited um so uh, it's the San Francisco Shock versus Vancouver Titans. There was a, a patch this September 24th. It's live on the PTR right now. It is huge. There are so many changes. The changes themselves are not like huge to each her- character, but there are changes for 13 heroes. So I really think this might have more of an impact than people are realizing. Uh, we're not going to go through all of the notes because they're quite lengthy. We don't want to keep you for that long, but evidently you can find the patch notes on Blizzard. Dot com or just search up patch notes 24 for overwatch um but we will kind of go into what we think will 
they'll uh, do. So I guess we can start with Hog. Um, so he had some uh, an extra addition of ammunition. So he's five to six now ammunition, which will give him like slightly higher DPS and a little bit more shield break, which right now, as we know, the meta is double shield, Sigma Orisa, and I think a lot of people are frustrated with it, so Hog might be a, a pick for tanks who are a little bit frustrated with playing those two right now, because it might help to counter double shield a little more with a little bit more damage from a tank. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's pretty. that was a pretty good change, I think. It's not a huge change, but again, all of these changes are pretty small, but added together, I think they'll have a pretty uh, big impact on the... Uh, on the meta, mm -hmm. uh, do you have any thoughts? Um, I honestly, you? like, so I don't play a whole heck of a lot of competitive Overwatch, but, right. like, the few games that I do play, I've been annoyed, like, <laughs> supremely annoyed <laughs> by, like, Orisa Sigma, like, just, oh, here's a shield, oh, here's another shield, yeah. oh, here's another, so I'm like, th like, maybe this will be good enough to, yeah. like, all right, here's some shield break for you, here's some stuff that you can do against it. That, but, like, and you're going to be happy to hear they did nerf Sigma, um, again, not huge, not huge nerfs. They shouldn't make him unplayable, but this one change will make Hog pretty strong against him. His Biotic Grass no longer blocks Chain Hook and Whipshot, which will make him a little stronger, uh, which will make Hog and Brig a little bit stronger against Sigma. Nothing too crazy, but make them play a little bit more playable, sorry. Um, and he has a new one second cooldown on his shield, so once he puts it out, and brings it back in, he has to wait a second before putting it back in again. So that might just raise his um, <clears throat> skill ceiling by just a little bit, because you can no longer just spam it out to save yourself. You really have to think about where and when you're using that shield. So uh, it, it'll make him a little harder to play, uh, and maybe a little bit easier to counter, because uh, you can no longer just do that spam thing. And I say him, I do that as well, because I play Sigma quite a bit. So. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm happy slash upset as well because, I don't know, I'm getting stuck a lot on Orisa and Sigma in comp right now because I play main tank mostly. So I'm happy with any changes, uh, and I think those are some good ones. Yeah, and, and again, it doesn't block the chain hook, so like you can yeah. just, like Roadhog can just hook in there yes, if you wanted to, and so that's interesting. And he won't get charged from it too, because mm -hmm. that was the that's biggest good, thing. That's good, yeah. Uh, and I mean, Orisa also was a big issue, I think. It's not mm -hmm. that she was overpowered, but it's just in this meta of double shield. She has such a good shield. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it was like, okay, we need to do something about her so they didn't give her a huge nerf it's literally just one more second on that cooldown for her shield which will just again as sigma it'll just make it a little bit more um difficult you'll just have to think about where you place your shield and if you put your shield somewhere that's not good you're going to be punished pretty badly because you have to wait 10 seconds and your team is not going to be very happy with you so um definitely will make her a little bit more difficult to play, I guess, maybe, and might help with how the fact that she and Sigma are being played every single game in comp, at least for me. Um, and they did buff Winston and D.Va. Now, again, these buffs are pretty small. Uh, D.Va, it's just, um, let me go and look, sorry. Uh, regeneration rate increased from 12.5 to 16%, which is actually a pretty big difference. So basically, uh, her... The defense the, matrix, yeah. ...will re regenerate faster. Um, and that's probably the easier way to say that. And yeah. the delay before it starts regenerating is also a little shorter. So that might make her a big, a better pick because right now she's almost never picked. It's kind of like a throw pick borderline. Um, and then Winston's bubble was uh, was buffed. It won't make him stronger against heroes that he was already weak against, like Reaper and May, who can just walk into the bubble and just destroy him. But it should make him like a little bit more. Picked a little bit more. Um, I think these changes won't change the meta, personally. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm in plat. 
take that <laughs> as you will, but I think it'll make that it'll make it more possible for people to play different metas instead of feeling so stuck. You know, they won't won't change the meta, but I think it'll make it more possible for people to play things like dive. Uh, I don't think it'll bring dive back, but it should make it more possible for them to play it. Also with the Moira buff, uh, Moira nerf, sorry, uh, Moira nerf and the Tracer buff. Now that make, might make Tracer a little bit more playable as well, because instead of destroying the shields, you just have to get behind and kill the healers. So mm -hmm. we'll have to see how all these changes uh, work. Also, Doomfist got nerfed. I know everybody was asking for that. <laughs> like Everyone, I think, could agree that Doomfist was a little problematic. Not everyone, maybe, but at least a good majority of people. I sure as heck was annoyed with him. Yep. Uh, Same here. <laughs> but he has a little bit of a lower survivability now due to his shield nerf. Uh, it might be kind of awkward at first for Doomfist players, but I think they'll get the hang of it eventually. It's not a huge nerf. Uh, and Baptiste was also nerfed. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these changes affect competitive play, how many of them they actually keep after PTR. Uh, I think it'll be really interesting. Sorry, I went on a rant. I just love Overwatch, and these changes <laughs> were so big to me, so I was like, oh my god, I gotta talk about it. Um, but, mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Tell us about Call of Duty, question mark? Yeah, we're talking yes. about Call of Duty. There's not a whole heck of a lot <clears throat> to say about Call of Duty because the beta like just closed mm -hmm. for the month of September, and there's no news about it reopening for October. So oh. we might not be able to play uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare until the 25th when it comes out fully. So that's kind of sad, but I mean, I guess they did the beta testing that they needed to do, Yeah, and it'll be back soon so did you play i've played a little bit of it yeah okay. my, my roommate actually um he got it on his playstation mm -hmm. so we would run some games and okay. it has it was actually a pretty pretty fun um yeah it was pretty fun there were there were a couple little things where it was like oh you would like sometimes you would spawn and there would already like be a guy there oh, so okay. like the when they flip the spawns or whatever mm -hmm. it, it would be like really easy for for like people to predict so like mm -hmm. maybe they could do something with that i don't know i'm not a game developer i'm valid <laughs> i feel like people need to think that a lot more i'm mm -hmm. not a game developer <laughs> yeah right opinions about things but i unfortunately didn't get to play the beta mm. um i would have loved to but i was out of town that weekend of course yeah i was gonna say it was open for like two, two weekends weekend. and it's like if i had a test or something like the next they week i would have been like ugh. Okay. Um, so before we move on to Smash, this might not be considered esports news, but I was kind of excited about. We have some Minecraft news. If we've got any oh. Minecraft players out there, down for some um, Minecraft news, right? Let's go. Do you want some Minecraft news? Uh, so our news, the newest Minecraft update that's going to come out is going to come with character customization. So you'll actually be able to customize your character in game, which is kind of a big deal because I know everyone before it was either you get your skins online. Or you design your own skins, and for Xbox, you were just uh, out of luck. You had to buy them. Yep. Um, so I was stuck as Steve for a long time. Now I'm hopefully, I don't know if this, I'm pretty sure it comes out for Xbox, but I will, hope don't, so. Don't quote hope me on so. that. Uh, you'll get more than 100 customization items for free. Of course, there will be some not for free, but you'll be able to customize your facial features, hair, skin color, everything. So it's going to be really cool. I, I saw that news and I was like, I have to add it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, while Minecraft Hunger Games isn't an officially sanctioned, like, oh, there's a collegiate league for esports, um, here's just, like, an open blanket call to, like, anyone ever. <laughs> if you want to make a Minecraft league, 
FSU Esports will compete in it. <laughs> Don't Austin you worry and I about are it. On board. We're on board. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now let's move into uh, the Smash news. Ooh. So Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. This was this is some interesting news I found like today on Twitter, okay. out of all places. And then I like did a bunch of googling and was like, okay, I can talk about this on the podcast. Okay, pod. perfect. But so the, the new character Hero from uh, Dragon Quest was banned and then unbanned. So Nintendo runs a whole bunch of like smash like tournaments like all throughout europe and like australia and like places around the world i'm sure there's some in america's i've been having a hard time finding news on it but maybe mm-hmm. i'm just lazy and not googling correctly but whatever <laughs> you called yourself out yeah, oh it's my fine. gosh it's i fine. didn't say it he did <laughs> so the thing with hero is hero has this really random move set that so people thought because the move set was so random and there wasn't like oh like you can't really counter it it shouldn't be allowed in high-level play. Mm-hmm. And initially, Nintendo agreed with that. Mm-hmm. They banned Hero in one of the regional tournaments. I think it was an Australia one. So his one. name is Hero? Sorry, yeah, the hero's know. name is Hero. That's... Yes. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, so Nintendo banned it in a regional tournament. I think it was Australia. That would have qualified players for like an eventual big world finals event oh, wow. thing. But now they've announced that Hero's not going to be banned in future tournaments. Did they balance him at all? No clue. Okay. Don't think so. Okay. So, it's like, the the core of the character is that it's, like, sort of random. So, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, a thing, right? Mr. Game & Watch is pretty random. Like, sometimes you get that nine and you kill everyone. But, like, so it was just interesting to me that it was, like, okay, we're going to ban this character because it's random, and now we're not going to ban them anymore. Okay. Did they give any reasoning to it at all? Really? Not really. They were just like, yeah, we can't really, we shouldn't really ban characters from mm-hmm. tournaments. And I was like, um. Well, you kind of can, <laughs> but I guess they don't want to. All right, moving on. Moving on, right. <laughs> so we're going to move on now to some esports at FSU news. Just a little update on how our teams are doing in the collegiate scene. Uh, so I guess I'll start with some more Overwatch. Sorry if you're done. You're going to hear about Overwatch a lot today. I hope that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the first TESPA games, or our first TESPA games for both Garnet and Gold are this Saturday at 5 p.m. PDT, so 8 p.m. our time. Um, we may or may not be streaming this. We will announce it on our, all of our social media, so if we do, uh, do look out for that. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be my first team, my first game on the Garnet team. I'm nervous. Hey, <laughs> I know, I'm so nervous. Great. Gonna do great. Um, so, I guess a little info. We, we did scrim against uh, Illusion Esports um, Wednesday. It went awful at first because I played Orisa, and I'm not... A fantastic Arisa, I won't lie. And then one of the teammates was like, Z would just go on Reinhardt because that's what I'm more comfortable on. And then we played a lot better. I've got to say, I, I got some sick shatters. We got a lot of really good plays from some of our, our, our teammates. Uh, and at the end of the scrim, we were playing pretty well together. So I'm excited. And I know Gold did pretty well as well. So definitely look out for that. I think we've got some, uh, some good teams this year. Mm-hmm. If it's anything like last year. Oh, well, gosh, yeah. Last year, our teams were pretty Anything like pretty last great. year. It's going to be great. That is that is some big shoes to fill for Overwatch oh, Garnet, yeah. though. Especially so. main tank. Krike was like top 50 Reinhardt, mm-hmm. I think, on ladder and just destroyed everybody. And now I'm playing main tank. Uh, Krike, if you're listening, <laughs> probably not. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> I feel like everyone's going to be like, where's Krike? Krike was really good. I need to maybe get some... Some lessons from Craig. Yeah, I just talked to Craig for a minute. Yeah. Like, how do, how, <laughs> how do, how do I, do, I do this? <laughs> I did get a few 
Crike level shatters. I'm, I'm saying that very hesitantly because those are really high level. But, uh, you know, I tried to, how do you say, like, take his energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> as, as Reinhardt. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, if you want to tell us some more about Hearthstone. Yeah, okay. That was... I'll always talk about Hearthstone. Um, so Hearthstone, in our podcast notes, I re- literally just wrote is a thing that exists <laughs> because I just know the notes. But So Garnet, FC Garnet is one and one right now going into Ooh. another game next Monday. And Gold is unfortunately 0-2. There's always room to improve. But lucky thing <laughs> is, Gold, which is the team that I'm on, we got a bye this week. So we're not going to lose out. Okay. <laughs> we're not going to lose out. Perfect. We got at least one automatic oh, win. Oh, because you can, you can lose out if you lose too many games. Okay, so... The way that Tespo usually works for Hearthstone mm-hmm. is, th- so there's a Swiss round, which just means like, okay, you're going to play against eight or nine different opponents for right. eight or nine Mondays in a row, basically. Mm-hmm. And then after you're Swiss, if you have more than, any, any team that has less than three losses, so if they go like five and two or six and two, I forget how many weeks there are, is um any team that has less than two losses automatically makes the playoffs okay wow so we have two losses right now so you can't really lose so we can't lose <laughs> i was just really concerned about losing three weeks in a row and then being like uh, all right yeah cool. that's not a good uh, that's not a good start <laughs> no but... it's not the best start but we will be looking to turn things around and we have some good ideas so hey, hopefully Austin. things will happen I believe in you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Welcome. I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, I believe in any of our FSU teams. If you're an FSU player on one of our teams and you're listening, I believe in you. M- Mama Ziva <laughs> says, I believe in you. Oh, man. Austin's face. Like, Ziva, why? Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> tell me some PUBG news or something, please. <laughs> Sorry, too. Moving on to PUBG. Um... <laughs> they placed first in their group for CBA qualifiers, so that's pretty dang impressive. We were very proud of them. We had our meeting yesterday, uh, and we basically... Standing ovation Standing for ovation those, yeah. for a PUBG team. Mm-hmm. And they're ranked as third in the power ranking, so that's basically kind of uh, what the CBA thinks are going to be the top teams. They're ranked as number three, so I think that's a pretty dang good sign. Um... And yeah, so we're going to move on to a Gatorland recap. Ooh. We got Rocket League news oh, first. Oh, just kidding. I'm so sorry. Rocket <laughs> we League. We got I'm Rocket lying. League news first. We can't overlook. To be our... fair, I didn't put a space in between them, so they blended in with the <laughs> news. I'm very apologetic for that. Oopsies. Um, Yeah, so thing with the Rocket League is all three of our FSU teams, Gold, Garnet, I don't know why I said it in that order, Gold, Garnet, and White, all beat Purdue's teams in scrims. So uh, we're pretty good. As producer Sheridan would like to say, FSU isn't a football school. It's a Rocket League school. <laughs> that was great. She made a meme. Like, yeah, made Drake one. meme. She made that Drake meme where it's like, no, where he's pointing away from something mm-hmm. and then he points at something as in like, heck yes. It was really well made. I saw it. I was like, this is brilliant mm-hmm. social media management. <laughs> yeah. Excellent work, Sheridan. Great meme. Thanks for sharing. Great, solid 100% right. level meme. Um, cool. So Gatorland recap. Yeah, um, let's get into Gatorland. I guess I'll do leagues since you want to maybe talk about Hearthstone. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it it doesn't matter. Doesn't to me. matter. That's right. I guess we'll just say Garnet team won our League of Legends. Garnet team won out of Gatorland. They beat every single team there, and I mean beat like 
decisively. It was mm. impressive. We were mm-hmm. really, really, really happy with that. They also got a standing ovation yesterday at our meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, the notes are, and I mean like amazing, like super duper amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I take podcast notes seriously, I swear. Austin really does. And you were there. I was there, yeah. So, so you want to tell us about that? So what was really fun was that like... I was playing Hearthstone at the time, so I was just, like, in a separate room, like, with me, Jake, and then a bunch of, like, gators playing Hearthstone, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, it was really interesting, like, really weird, because, like, Sheridan would walk in the room and be, like, Garnet won again, and then just walk out, (laughs) (laughs) right? Or, like, I would get, like, a text from, like, from, like, Tut or something, and be like, yeah, we're still winning. winning. And I'm like... They went undefeated, Yeah, so they didn't lose a single game, and then... mm -hmm. And then at the very end, we were all, because League was like the last thing to finish up, so we were all standing in their big ballroom, and like they were they were sitting in front of us watching, and then we, uh, well, playing, I mean, and we were, we were watching, they had it streamed, and the stream was a little bit delayed, mm-hmm. so like they couldn't look up and like see where their opponents were or anything like that, but um, yeah, so we s- saw them stand up and like go like yeah 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 before we saw them win mm-hmm. so it was it was really sort of interesting because we started playing like the fsu war chant oh, and yeah. like tomahawk chopping because they won before we even watched <laughs> them win and we we're like you knew <laughs> yeah so we knew they won but we were still like how though <laughs> oh my god that's yeah we literally didn't even see the team fight that ended it yeah it was like we just know we won we're yeah. that good that is seriously so cool, though, because there mm-hmm. were some amazing teams, not to discredit any of the teams that were there. We know we had some amazing teams from UF and other ones, as we know from our recap from last podcast. Um, so we're very excited and very proud of our, our team. Mm-hmm. Now, Hearthstone. Uh, Hearthstone, <laughs> I, I was a bit disappointed because no. I didn't make the final. I didn't make the, the playoff finals, which is kind of sad. I missed it by, like, one spot, I think. But uh, club president Jake Batter rating was good at playing Hearthstone. <laughs> That's what I wrote in the show notes. He's good at playing Hearthstone. Because I know he finished third. I know he ran some kind of wacky decks. He brought a quest hunter for anyone that knows what that means. I'm not going to really explain it too much. Okay, but good. yeah, he brought a quest hunter and he got third with it. So I'm going to guess that's impressive. He was good at Hearthstone. He is yeah. good at Hearthstone. We so, know this. Congrats to Jake and congrats to the League Garnet team. Yeah, and congrats to incredible. you. You tried. I tried. You get, I really the, you get the I tried star. Yeah, the little sticker. It's like, yeah, I tried. tried. Look at me. <laughs> Participation trophy. Um, so, all right. Our next, um, we're actually going to keep staying on the Gatorland route here. Uh, we're going to, oh my gosh, sorry. We're going to interview Oronuk, who ended up being MVP of the entire League of Legends tournament. Uh, at Gatorland, so that'll be really cool. And then we will also have Nick slash Sesamon, uh, who will give his analysis of everything that mm-hmm. went down at Gatorland. Be back uh, on the pod to recap last yes, week's. Yes, exactly. Oh, so. Two weeks in a row, you get lovely Nick on the podcast. So uh, stick around for all of that. So we have with us Oranuk, who is our MVP at Gatorland for League. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, what do you play? All that stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm Robert Shimenti, I guess that's my last name. I play mid. Pretty much anything, as most people that watch the games can tell. Uh, and as my team is learning, I like to play pretty much everything in League of Legends, of course. Okay, so he's a renaissance man of League yeah. of Legends. <laughs> we like that, we like that. Um, so how does it feel? Like, how are you feeling now? Are you still excited about all of it? Like, how did it feel when you won? 
It was really fun, actually. Because, like, waking up at 5 a.m. wasn't too fun. But, yeah, right. And I was kind of falling asleep because the games before then weren't, like, too challenging not to, like, beat them or anything. But, <laughs> he, really, he really said that. Yeah. And it's just, like, the last, like, game, like, as we were winning, like, as I was like, okay, we're just going to win this game. I got really hyped. And, like, hearing everyone in the background was like, really, like, nice. Yeah. Like, the war chant at the end was, like, super yeah. cool. Yeah, Austin told me about that. Mm-hmm. You guys got a real cool send-off with the, uh, the FSU war chant. Um, so mostly tired, but with a, a hype ending is yeah. what I'm getting mm-hmm. from that. Okay. So it was like an easy sweep for you guys. You yeah. Kind of we just... were talking after and there was just like no challenging game except like one where like, you know, not going to call him out. Well, I'll call him. Kevin and Scott into it a little. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> call it whoever you want. Yeah. We'll bring the tea and the drama here. At <laughs> but we came back. It was pretty easy after that. Okay. It's pretty right. sweet. Yeah. Well, that's a good, I mean, that's a good sign for us. Or I guess for you guys yeah. uh, as a team, knowing now that you're going to go in a competition, feeling how well you played against Florida teams, I'm sure you're feeling pretty confident. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Um, I know we have some more questions, but what do you think sets you uh, sets you apart as a team of, of players? Are you just good individually? Do you have good communication? Uh, I really like our communication. Scott's, okay. like, really good at shot calling, and, like, sometimes I'll be a little blind, and he'll, like, be like, oh, don't go in that bush. I'm like, true. That's okay. a good one. Uh, I think everyone just plays pretty well. Like, individually, we all make pretty good plays, and then we all end together, you know, just as a team, cohesive. That's sweet, that's sweet. So did you have, like, you said Scott, was that, like, he was your definitive shot caller, or, like, do you just sort of, like, go with the flow on communication? Uh, we go like with that? the flow for the most part. I think NK says a lot about, like, where the jungler is, like, where the opponent is, and, like, oh, like, where he can gank, of course, and, mm-hmm. like, I'll, like, we all say, like, what we can do here, and, like, how to input, and that Scott will be like, okay, we can also, and he'll, like, take that all information and be like, okay, now we can do this as a team. Or, hey, we should look here, and, like, okay. we end up getting pretty easy picks. So pretty Scott, good, yeah. you could call Scott the Scott caller? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> no, all right. So what do you think were some, like, your favorite moments just, like, running through the day? Like, Definitely beating UF. Uh, I'm not, like, <laughs> oh, a, I'm not a huge football person, but I do believe in the rivalry, especially because I have some friends there I just don't talk to anymore. Ooh. Like, I, I don't hate them, but, like, hey, <laughs> like, they hate us, I guess, as right. a school. And just beating them, because I thought they were going to be a lot harder. And I went, like, 10-0-5 the first game. Oh, That's wow. Sweet. So yeah. that was fun. And then, of course, the last game, like, it was me and Kevin, like, Red Side Jungle, and we were just popping off. And then the Baron fight was fun. And, like, I got, like, a, a Sejuani R-Dodge, and that was pretty hype. Yeah, so I'm sure going to Gatorlands, so that's at in Gainesville at yeah. US like territory. Going there and beating them on game day too. On yeah, game right. Day too. Yeah, that was funny. Um, I'm sure that was a great feeling. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, good. Yeah, good little, good little win there. I like yeah. that. <laughs> um. So I think we kind of touched on the next question. What does this mean for future competition? I think you you think it'll yeah. mean you have a good chance at, at winning, um, not just CSL, but I think AVGL. We'd love to see you um, compete at DreamHack. That would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to like trying to get the top two because, you know, all the benefits that come with that. And yeah. then I think, honestly, I haven't, like, I know Maryville's, like, a good team. I just don't know any other team, honestly. That would rival. Like, I'm not saying, like, we're going to, like, win yeah. everything. I mean, I hope we will. But I just can't think of, like, I've just been looking at, like, people's, like, ranks and stuff and, like, how they play, and they just haven't, like, looked too good. Okay, so you're feeling confident. That's always good. If you guys don't know it, at uh, DreamHack, AVGL is doing a League of Legends tournament, uh, and only the top two... So they're having a, a comp, like, a league right now, and whoever is top two from that league gets to go to DreamHack, gets to, uh, to play on stage against each other. It's going to be a brand, uh, great affair. So we're hoping that our FSU Garnet team makes it. 
Uh, and I'm guessing from how we played at Gatorland and how confident um, Robert is here right next to me, I have a good feeling about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they seemed like truly unbeatable at yeah. Gatorland. It was really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. So, uh, would you go to um, DreamHack even if you didn't get that top two? I know that's like, you're going to get the top two, but even if you didn't. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, it's some money to spend, but like, mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be honestly fun. I haven't, I went, I've only been going to lands recently. Like, I went to QuakeCon and then Gatorland, which is, mm -hmm. you know, not the exact same thing, but same general idea. And then going to DreamHack with you is cool. I always wanted to go to that. Right. And competing on like a main stage would be like really fun. Right. Yeah, that'd be super sweet. Yeah. So he wants to go to DreamHack, but only really as I would as the top two. Probably. I would love to have it paid for. Right. So <laughs> what it sounds like, DreamHack people, is if you could just like sort of listen to this pod and then like yeah. give us some tickets. You can yeah. give me like a just soul him. ticket. Yeah, I'll just him. Right. Make everyone else pay. Just Robert. I mean, he. You were so you were MVP of the entire yeah. tournament. Yeah. I guess we should probably talk about that. How did how did that feel? Well, I saw the trophy after the last game, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, you get it. I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, I was eyeing it, and I was like, dang, that's pretty cool. Like, I was thinking, like, hey, I was going to, like, I thought I was going to, like, everyone was going to pose with the trophy, and, like, someone mm -hmm. get it, like, maybe our coach or something. And then I was like, oh, what's that trophy for? And he's like, oh, I get to have it. And I was like, cool. Cool. <laughs> I was pretty happy about that. I have it on my desk. I like oh, the trophy. Oh, that's so cool. So, like, whenever you're raging at a league match and you're, like, really angry at your team, you can look at that and Just be like, like I'm I better than all of them. It's <laughs> definitely made me, like, especially, like, performance and, like, competitive has definitely made me start thinking more in, like, actual Ooh, okay. general games. Like, even, like, solo queue, I'll actually start thinking more. Right. So that's good. I just have, like, a mini Scott in my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds frightening, but also probably yeah. kind of entertaining. <laughs> Thanks for that one, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> um... And, I mean, I guess, I'm sure you played, I mean, I know you played really well, but what do you think kind of set you apart to make you MVP? Like, why do you think that you, you personally got it? Well, I was actually asking that, my, or asking that to myself after the game, and I don't know who it was. I think it might have been someone on FSC, not Garnet, but we're like, yeah, we just wouldn't have won if you weren't on the team. Like, oh. they were just like, you really, like, made, like, the pressure you gave, especially in the LeBlanc game, because mm -hmm. I was just, like, dashing over walls and just killing people randomly. They're like that. Really, just gave us like a clear path to like winning. I was like, oh, I guess. Cause okay. I thought I thought Scott or like I don't know, someone else would win. So you were uh, were you like a little touched? I guess. No, yeah, I was definitely touched. Yeah, I was pretty happy to get MVP. Oh, that's really that's really great to hear. Um, I think. Do we have any more questions for Robert? I'm good. I'm just so. thankful that you came on the pod. Yeah, with us. No, really, thank you yeah, so much really for coming. Yeah, really enjoyed this. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're here at the like what the media lab. Yeah, the media lab. Hub. Yeah. A lot smaller than we thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it said one to four people. It's like a small room. Uh, we appreciate being able to use it, but I think we were a little surprised when we walked in. Yeah. Um. So we're all we're a little bit of a tight squeeze right now, but it's great. It's really mm -hmm. nice. Uh. But yeah, thank you so much for coming and yeah, taking yeah. time out of your day to, to be here, and we appreciate it. And congratulations again. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> so we have back with us here Nick slash Sesamon slash whatever you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> who did our in-depth league analysis from last episode, he's back to do a little bit of a recap to see after what the events of Gatorland and all that jazz. So here he is. How you doing, Nick? I'm all right. How are you doing yourself, Austin? Hanging in there, hanging in there. Welcome back, Nick. It's lovely to have you as always. Thank you very much, Siva. Right, so we had Gatorland. Gatorland just passed. We just spoke with Oranuk uh, about how, how he felt about the whole experience and everything. But now we would love your in-depth analysis on how the games went, how the teams did, uh, and just anything you have to say about your, your Gatorland League experience. Yeah, sure. So first of all, Gatorland was a blast. Uh, 
I mean, that was one of the biggest conventions I've been to so far, uh, or tournament convention, same difference, I suppose, but great time all around. Uh, only complaint I might have uh, would be the parking situation. Maybe don't hold it the same day as a massive football game. That's the only uh, I'm right there with you, man. There. Heard about yeah. that. Yeah, that I'm right there with great. you. It was wrong, an interesting time for sure. But if... overall, the it was a good time. We all had a blast. Uh, Speaking specifically about our teams and their matches, Garnet, as we all know, went undefeated all the way through the tournament to end up uh, the grand final champions. Congratulations to them very much. Uh, our gold team uh, went 0-2, and unfortunately, as did our black team. Uh, they were both matched up against very high-tier teams, um, diamond and above, against our team, which is mostly platinum, gold, silver. Uh, I don't think I went silver, actually. I'd take that back. But... Regardless, uh, very difficult matches for the lower tier teams. The Garnet team played exceptionally well, with Brayden and Oronuke popping up at every turn. I mean, did you guys caught some of the final matches, I'm pretty sure. At least Austin did, right? Yeah, I, I, I watched, I think, the last two matches? Maybe the last three matches? I'm, I'm not sure. I know I definitely saw the, um, the winner's final and then the grand final, but I might have seen the one before that, too, but... Yeah, I, I unfortunately I missed the uh, winners final. I wasn't there to view that, uh, so I can't speak on that match. But specifically the last one, we all know Uronuk's Anivia is legendary at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> whether you see that in, you know, your scrims or in a match, the man is an actual terror. He just carries on what's supposed to be a passive champion, which should not be done. Uh, very good player to watch out for. Uh, mm -hmm. Brayden in the top lane on his some of his most signature picks, uh, the Pantheon specifically. I believe he went, um, what was it, fourteen and zero, if I recall, on the Pantheon top lane in the winners final. Uh, also popped off on Mordekaiser, has some great games. Uh, looking down to the bot lane, we had Kevin. He played very well throughout the course of the tournament. His positioning in team fights was spot on. Uh, I, from what I saw in the last game as well, stood very safe, even though he was under a lot of pressure bot lane, and then he just allowed the rest of the map to carry on his shoulders. Very well done by him. Is mm -hmm. there any other... What questions do you guys have like specifically about some of the games? Do you have uh, any notes? Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I wasn't there, and I know nothing about League, so I cannot speak to you know any... You know, I, I didn't see the games, unfortunately. Uh, but I don't know if Austin has any. I guess it was more just, uh, you know, maybe what set uh, our team apart from the other teams. Uh, you know, any kind of big team fights that we won for some reason. Uh, maybe oh, some sure. bands, some uh, champs that we played that were a good choice. You know, anything like that. Yeah, one thing for sure that set our Garnet team apart from some of the other teams at the tournament was their almost their trust in each other on the map every time or their reliance on each other every time you saw a play happening top lane the enemy jungler was top you saw nk immediately make a play mid lane or bot lane uh the man was all over the place this tournament very well done especially on his jarvan pick there was a moment in the tournament uh where they actually clipped it on their twitch stream and we can maybe like show that or something i don't know but he buffered a mordekaiser ultimate with j4 ult which i didn't even know was possible apparently there's like invincibility frame there that uh, you can do, and he's insisted since then that is that was a hundred percent intentional, which I highly doubt, because you can only do it within like five <laughs> frames of the ult casting, so maybe not. But uh, well done to him either way. 
We'll just say uh, it so was intentional to be like cool. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it on but now we're yeah, kinda yeah. like If he ever doesn't do that in a future match, we kind of you know it wasn't intentional. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be watching for it for sure, for sure in later matches. Uh, other than that, what else set up apart the Garnet team? Oh, one thing that stuck in my mind for sure was the rotations. Uh, for those of you the uninitiated, rotations are when uh, one lane will swap to another, while that lane swaps down to their lane in order to get better positioning on the map uh, or vision control. Uh, you saw Pike, Pocket Rhino, our support, all mm -hmm. over the map. I mean, the dude was a terror just as much as NK or Brayden or the mid laner or a nuke. Uh, even as a support, people say you can't carry, but he did He did his damn best on the Alistair, stopping the Mordekaiser back in bot lane. That caused him to miss four or five waves of CS and four tower platings, which is a lot of gold going over to our top laner, Brayden. So that was a, all around very well played. I was thoroughly impressed by Pocket Rhino during the course of this tournament. Were there any, like, since you were watching, were there any, like, favorite moments from you? Like, something that was like, oh, that was sweet, like... Oh, I've already mentioned that, I mean, the J4 uh, alt cancel on the Mordekaiser, mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's just beautiful. I mean, you don't see that uh, in every game, for sure. That mm -hmm. That's a very rare occurrence. So it was fun to see that happen at a LAN event when everyone could react to it. Uh, and out of the game, my favorite moment, again, clipped on their Twitch stream of the event, was once Garnet finally won, and you heard the casters uh, through their microphones. You heard the Noel chant. Oh, it was gorgeous! I <laughs> it was honestly it. so tears. great. Yeah. Um, I guess the other tears, another... tears flowing down my face. That must have been really emotional. I guess I, I have another question. How was the atmosphere? I guess at the at that last moment, but also throughout the competition. Did you uh, did you talk to any of the other players? Like how how was it to be there? It was Gatorland as an event. The atmosphere. It was uh, it was interesting, right? So it's a competition. You're all there to beat each other, but at the same time, there's a sense of camaraderie almost up between mm -hmm. a lot of the players. Doesn't matter if you've met them before at other schools. Uh, just as like an anecdote, when I was playing in the teamfight tactics tournament, I was chatting in lobby with one of the other guys. Mentioned he was hungry. I gave him my fries. I had no idea where he was or who he was in the crowd. Good I just guy, stood Nick. up. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a fun event. Everybody there is just there to have a good time, but they're also there to win, which creates that competitive atmosphere that everybody loves. So, mm. if you're looking for an event to attend, this one Gatorland they hold it annually or biannually. Every bi semester. Every semester. So, Every semester. So like biannually, I suppose, twice mm -hmm. a year. Uh, this. Gatorland, I for sure recommend, and as well our Florida State Invitational coming in November. Hey. <laughs> Man, did the plug so we didn't have to. Yeah, we were literally about to. I was uh, slipping it in. I was slipping it in. Don't worry, don't worry. Well, thank Absolutely. You. Yeah, we will again. If you didn't hear the beginning of the podcast, so I don't know why you would listen to the end and not the beginning. Um, we are doing our own <laughs> land, which will be called the Florida State Invitational, which sounds super fancy and super cool. Uh, so it should hopefully be just as good as Gatorland, if not better. Dare I say? Uh, what do you mean? If not, it I shall mean, be. <laughs> it shall <laughs> definitely be. Yeah, there you if go. There you go. Nick decrees it. <laughs> Nick hath decreed it to be so. <laughs> right. Do you have any uh, parting commentary? Anything you'd like to say uh, before we send you off on your merry way? Uh, well, for one, I just want to wish all the league teams at FSU their best of luck in their future matches, including my own. 
uh, we have some hard times coming up ahead of us. I know Garden specifically is looking to make the regional qualifiers to play in Dream, Dreamhack Atlanta uh, coming up in November as well. So best of luck to them in those matches. Uh, I hope to be able to talk about them in some future episode. And other than that, best of luck to all you playing out there, and have a great day, everybody. Oh, good guy, Nick. Thank <laughs> good you, guy, Nick. Thank Thanks. you so much for being here. We appreciate your time and your uh, your comments and your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a great time, guys. No worries. Yeah. Bye. Have a good one, Nick. To speak about now the Overwatch League Grand Finals, uh, which will be um, this Sunday. So if you're listening Saturday, it's uh, tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, um, tomorrow the 29th. Tomorrow yeah. the 29th. Uh, it is at 3 p.m. Eastern time, which uh, is a good time, I think, to, to like have a game. Because it's not at night, you know, and it's not in the morning. It's a perfect time. Um, I'm complimenting Blizzard's choice of <laughs> final times. But it's the San Francisco Shock and Vancouver Titans facing off at the Wells Fargo Center in a first-to-four map series. And uh, the winning team will take home a million dollars. About a million dollars. <laughs> a little bit more. A little bit more than a million dollars. Which, which uh, is a lot more than the Hearthstone prize pool, but we won't say anything. Yeah, Austin's angry about this. <laughs> whole prize pool because as we as i think this is going to be a funny kind of rivalry throughout the podcast it's just like he, i'm a I'm blizzard a, games blizzard games i'm a huge fan of overwatch know nothing about hearthstone uh and he is austin is a gigantic fan of hearthstone does know some about overwatch but either way we uh we're, there's gonna be a lot of <laughs> a lot of banter is in uh which game is like better and evidently overwatch does get a little bit more funding in terms of tournaments and stuff in terms um, of everything because all it's a, the time it's a superior game uh, and um it's more fun to watch <laughs> have to disagree oh, really? on both fronts. <laughs> on both fronts. Hearthstone is an amazing game. Uh, so this is what this segment is going to be. It's, uh, it's just <laughs> us arguing about games. About Hearthstone versus Overwatch. Now Overwatch, I have to say, is a more marketable game because it's easier to watch. If I don't know cards, how am I going to watch Hearthstone? I have to you... learn what all the cards have to do. I have a question, Ziva. Do, oh, you, do you know how to read? <laughs> Because you know what the card does if you know how to read. Well, I haven't answered your question. The answer is no. You don't know how to read. I am at FSU, and I do not know how to read. <laughs> I haven't been able to read our podcast notes. He's had to tell them to me uh, before every yeah, single segment. Yeah, Sheridan, we, we have about, like, 18 hours of, of podcast, like, just recorded here, and Sheridan's had to cut all of it down into, like, the 45 yeah. minutes, an hour, whatever you see down at the bottom at the of the bottom, little Spotify yeah. screen thing that you're listening on. Um, exactly. So... I don't know how to read. So what, actually, what if I... She's going to cut all of this. She's going to cut she? all of this. But at the end of the day, it's here. And if she decides not to cut all of it, it's fantastic. Um, we're speaking about Sheridan, our lovely producer slash editor. Speaking of, we need editors. Oh, um, yeah. Audio, video, <laughs> clearly, clearly, this is what you have to deal with as an audio and video editor is how to choose what to pick what to keep i guess but we do need audio and video editors graphic designers uh all of that fun stuff poor sheridan is doing basically all of it on her own austin and i try to help but we are big dumb and we don't know how to do things so um i mean ziva doesn't even know how to read i don't even know how to read how can i edit a video <laughs> much less <laughs> know how to play hearthstone <laughs> All right, so all Hearthstone and Overwatch banter aside, we now have with us Cameron, who plays on the FSU Garnet Overwatch team as a DPS player. 
here with us to talk about Overwatch League finals that are happening this weekend. So Cameron, floor is yours on this one. These grand finals are going to be something, man. Uh, if if you ever doubted Owl wasn't an, an anime, uh, this is the one to watch to prove yourself wrong. Owl is 100% an anime after this lower bracket run from Shock. This one... This one's legendary, man. This is this is exactly the end of the season I wanted to see. Uh, San Francisco Shock in their very first match of the uh, playoffs. Somehow Atlanta ended up taking it close. Atlanta looked surprisingly decent going into it and then kind of fell off after their second match. But it was enough to pull the San Francisco Shock to uh, 3-3 and then an unfortunate mistake at the, uh, at the end with the notable screenshot of Moth with his mouth agape. Uh, yeah, San Francisco... C9 off the payload, which is, I guess for those who don't know, where you step off of the payload in overtime, which consequently will end the map very quickly, not in your favor. Yeah, so uh, like we were, we were talking about it being a little bit of an, a whole anime thing, uh, for a little bit of a history, Vancouver and San Francisco Shock uh, throughout the season have been the two most competitive teams by far. Vancouver picking up the... Uh, the win, I believe, 4-3 to three over San Francisco in the Stage 1 finals of Overwatch League. And then in the Stage 2 finals, San Francisco came off of a perfect stage and ended up beating them, I believe, 4-2 to two in Stage 2. And then Stage 3 and 4 passed, both of those teams still being extremely dominant. And now we come up onto the Stage Finals where this is clearly two of the two best teams that we've had all season, and they square off in the finals. And I think it's... It's generally a good thing that San Francisco ended up getting kicked down to the lower bracket, just because we would have been robbed of the finals that I think everybody kind of wanted to see, because uh, we would have been seeing them in the winners' finals, and then possibly something like New York versus Vancouver or so- or Shock in the finals. So, all in all, it set up for a perfect uh, perfect story. I I think it was pretty well established that, like, okay, yeah, uh, Shanghai ended up picking up the Stage 3 finals, and a couple teams uh, started to maybe come closer. Like, we saw New York really started popping off in Stage 4, and Shanghai was always strong during Stage 3, but I don't think we ever saw any teams match the level of consistency um, that Vancouver and Shock have, and I think a lot of that comes down to their coaching staff. Um, and just the general staff for their teams being able to create such a consistent roster can't just be a player or a play style thing. Obviously, I think uh, well, uh, Sinatra, a clear pick for the Overwatch League MVP overall, but I think uh, somebody that people really slept on, uh, Choi Hyobin, has put this San Francisco Shock team on his back uh, meta after meta, game after game, and is, has really pulled it out for him, especially when now with the pre- uh, with the prominence of Sigma and Sigma being so powerful, whichever team has had the more uh, competent Sigma player has always seemed to come out on top. And that's not saying uh, Soman Su, I believe, is playing it. Either Soman Su or Bumper is playing it for Vancouver, I think. I'm not 100% sure. But they're looking fairly strong, but I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Choi Hyobin is probably the best Sigma that we've seen so far. He's pretty much dominated every matchup that he's had, whether it was against, I think, Mono? No, not Mono played it. I think Mecco played it for New York, and uh, I forget who played it for Gladiators, but he was running all over off-tank after off-tank on the Sigma. I don't think there will be really any variance at all in the tank matchup. However, the biggest changes that we see are 
the Doomfist Reaper is one of the DPS lineups, and you're running that generally with the Lucio as well as a Moira to kind of up the mobility of your team and really get enough healing in. Or we're seeing a bit of a weird one with Bastion, either paired with a Doomfist Reaper or a Farah. Um, and that's been run almost equally as much, and I think a big point of this uh, finals match is going to be the fact that Vancouver, while they're dropping maps, it's kind of weird, Vancouver is a team that tends to not win 4-0, to even against teams that they probably could beat 4-0, to it ends up taking them a lot longer for whatever reason, yet in the postseason, uh, it's been more of the same like map score-wise, but it seems a lot less solid in Vancouver's favor. Like, during the regular season, it seemed like Vancouver were picking up these 4-2, 4-3 victories with, like, relative ease. Like, they were going to win them regardless of the score. But now in the postseason, they seem a little bit closer. These Bastion comps are tending to give them a little bit of a little bit of a problem. I don't think it's coming out of any team strategy, uh, per se, or any, like, lack of decision-making for Vancouver, because obviously they're, they're one of the best pro teams and one of the most notable things that we've seen both from San Francisco and Vancouver is their adaptability um, and their decision-making in-game. I think Vancouver might just be missing one player who like is very strong into that matchup, whereas San Francisco Shot can play a lot of things. Uh, Doomfist, Sombra, uh, really get their Reaper in. They've got super flexible off-tanks if they want to go for a halt hook onto the Bastion. Um, Vancouver, I think, is kind of lacking in versatility in certain parts of their play. I really couldn't pinpoint it down because I think they're they're a super adaptable team, but this uh, Bastion comp that we've seen come out might just be the chink in their armor. Generally, I think it's going to be a lot closer than I, than I talk about it just because of a few factors. I'll get to them later, but I want to see San Francisco shot come out. I want to see them pull off this... <laughs> this quite an impressive run because after they got kicked out of the upper bracket we didn't really talk about it but they 4-0'd every single team in the lower bracket starting with London then beat the Gladiators, Hangzhou Spark, and New York so basically taking on all of the uh, top four teams that were sitting behind them in Vancouver all season and 4-0'ing every single one of them with like absolute eaves and so that looks really good for them and I'd like to see them finish off that little storyline but uh, things don't look easy with Vancouver. So I talked about the whole Bastion meta being a little bit in favor of San Francisco, although Vancouver have had, uh, what, two weeks now to kind of try and get used to it uh, with scrims and whatnot since the uh, winner's finals where New York took them to the seventh map by playing a decent amount of Bastion. But on the flip side of that, while San Francisco may have that uh, Bastion thing going for them, Vancouver actually has... San Francisco, the one thing they've kind of struggled with is King of the Hill maps. Um, and notably, King of the Hill is the first map you play in the series, and that means it's going to be the very first map to be played twice uh, after they repeat the map style. So I believe it's map four that they repeat King of the Hill, which gives whichever team is better at King of the Hill a little bit of an advantage because that gives them effectively two maps in their favor. And the fact that Vancouver actually... Uh, is coming from the winner's side of the bracket, what that means is that they get the very first map pick. And so they get their pick on King of the Hill, and then San Francisco is going to pick when they're off, and then Vancouver will pick the third map, and then San Francisco effectively has to waste one of their picks on a King of the Hill map. And so a big thing will be if San Francisco can manage to uh, 
managed to pull out a King of the Hill map over New York, that'll go massively in their favor. But otherwise, these King of the Hill maps are going to be big, uh, big points for New York to take a couple points from San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco, I, I would give them a slight edge in most of the other maps, if not just for their general comfort with this meta. But Vancouver has that first map being King of the Hill. That's a pretty big advantage. We've seen a lot of the times uh, Vancouver, or I think the stat was the team that won the first map almost all the way throughout uh, this postseason, the team that won the first map ended up winning the series, I think like 95% of the time or something like that. The fact that you end up replaying King of the Hill maps guaranteed, and it's the first map that you replay, so the team that's better at it is more likely to win it later, and so that plays a, a pretty big factor. There's been a good bit of a Twitter bant going on from uh, Bren, one of the analysts for Overwatch League. He's done a couple 1v1s against uh, pro players and such in, uh, in the past at some of the homestead homestands. And he's had a little bit of Twitter banter asking for who he should 1v1 at the finals, and I know there was a big Reddit thread about it. And my best guess is that he's going to end up 1v1ing Zed. Fun fact, Zed is actually a Masters DPS player. He's he's pretty good at the game, and I, that's something I'd love to see. One other thing I saw on a uh, Reddit thread, but I think it was an article posted somewhere. Bud Light has been partnered with the Overwatch League for a while, but actually at the stadium, they won't be serving any alcoholic beverages until uh, Bud Light's bringing out this big, not like a semi-truck, but like about half of a semi-truck or so, and they're getting a hundred or more people, and nobody in the arena gets to have alcoholic beverages until they push that truck across the across the parking lot. And so they're calling it like the payload, and they have to deliver the payload to the actual Wells Fargo Center before anybody gets any beer. And so I thought that was that was pretty interesting. But those are a couple things that are gonna be going on um, around the around the event in general, which should be pretty interesting. The, these finals are gonna be really exciting. Everything from. Uh, whatever comes up before the game, hopefully. I'm, I'd am i really like to see that 1v1 with Brennan Zed, but the honestly, these finals alone are a real treat in themselves. San Francisco and Vancouver, uh, really close matches all season, and yeah, I think it's gonna, gonna make for a good match, both between the meta and the standings in the actual postseason. All right, that'll about do it for our second episode of Garnet and Gold Gaming, our eSports at FSU podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're looking for more esports action, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all that jazz at esports at FSU. And you can join our Discord, discord.gg slash FSU esports. Our uh, intro music is done by at Cameron Downs on Instagram. And our producer is the lovely Sheridan. Have a wonderful week, everyone.